Today is the program 38, Circulatory System on the RAH. And today is the 25th of February, if I'm not wrong. 25th. Yeah. So, let's start. Um, so, yeah, Tiago. Wait, why am I calling your name? No, it's not supposed to call your name. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> May I know... Okay, now you've already known what arteries are. You know what veins are. You know what venous valves are. Okay, good. Wait. Okay, good. So, um, yeah, you know where the valves are, and you know what are the uses. The use of the valves are um, is to actually prevent the black the backflow of blood. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're like vats, isn't it? Yes. So yeah. to prevent the backflow. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, the other structure that helps the valves support their function is the muscles so the muscles help pumping it helps uh, pump okay. the blood back to the heart so we can say our yeah. second heart is located in our lower legs our calves are our second heart because it, the muscle in the calf the calf muscles actually help pump blood back to the heart even though, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, when the valves are like not very functioning, then yeah, that one the the calf muscles can help pump blood back. Okay, yeah, thank you. Okay, and so capillaries, we do know what capillaries are. Mhm. Mm okay, good. So we do know what carotid gland is. Uh, where are we? Uh, we have thirty-eight point four two. Carotid yeah, gland. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do, do you already know that? Or I do I need to like add a uh, bit of... This one I don't know. Okay. This one I don't know. Okay. So the carotid artery. So carotid means um, to make someone faint. Like the carotid, the fainting artery. So it's located here. So that's why it's called the carotid artery. Because when you do this... <laughs> You faint. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the name means it's a Greek word for stupefy, to make you faint. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so this thing here, this gland here, uh, this artery here, we call it um, carotid artery. You can feel the pulsation. Those yeah. are the carotid arteries. Oh yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. the carotid glands are special glands that have receptors, and these receptors are not only chemically sensitive to the oxygen and carbon dioxide changes in the body, and it's also sensitive mm -hmm. to pressure changes. So this, okay. is, this is what is going wrong in, in one case in high blood pressure. When mm -hmm. this, this, this um, carotid gland sends like um, a lowered pressure, it will try to increase the body pressure by constricting the arteries, making the arteries even smaller. Mm -hmm. So whenever okay. it feels the drop. 
so that yeah. so you need to know that carotid gland has pressure receptors and chemical receptors mm -hmm. yeah blood pressure receptors mm -hmm. okay so um the next thing so 38.41 arteria carotis is actually just a latin word for the carotid artery which is the same thing yeah yeah okay so the next thing is the pathological programs so starting from 39.10 yeah. yeah okay so impairment of the arterial supply blood supply is quite straightforward yeah. um actually yeah. for a lot of um different like wounds or local infections diseases you can use this program because we always need like a good supply to that area but um, mm -hmm. this is also good for like um, patient, uh, chronic fatigue patient with um, specifically with um, anemic problems like low, um, yeah. low blood, red blood cells in the in the body. Uh -huh. Yeah, then and you can also yeah. use this one, mm, or you can also manually check before giving them all these programs, and. Um, Okay. Atherosclerosis. Do you know what atherosclerosis is? Do I need to uh, talk more? No. Okay. Sclero, as I said, osis is a kind of degeneration process, and sclero means hardening. So you have this hardening yeah. of the arteries. So atherosclerosis oh. means hardening of the arteries. And it involves also a lot of um, initial inflammation. So what happens first? Yeah. So, okay. Um, let's say you have a place in your, in your blood circulation where there's this area of high pressure point. Like you have high blood pressure mm -hmm. issue. And then at one area, you have this high blood pressure point that when this blood... Um, rushes to that point it will break open very tiny um, it will break open and create a very tiny wound in the blood vessels oh yeah okay and then it's like open and so what happens is mm -hmm. when you have cholesterol problem you have high cholesterol yeah. problem that's going to make it worse because the cholesterol would tend to be stuck inside that wound like they will be flowing and then they will stuck they will get stuck inside that wound so what happens yeah. is that your white blood cell one of the white blood cell called the macrophages the big eating monsters would start to try yeah. to eat up this cholesterol bit the bits and pieces of cholesterol within that yeah. broken wall yeah. it's like stuck in there and then um, mm -hmm. the white blood cells will start eating and eating and eating, but unfortunately, it's not able to clear out the um, the accumulation. So they will become yeah. gigantic cells called foam cells because they're like foam, like yeah. the soap foam. And yeah. this will cause like, an, an generally an inflammatory process at that area. And then it will cause um, the hardening, hardening of the arteries. Like the a lot when yeah. inflammation comes, a lot of like new tissues would be built, and these tissues would be built on top mm -hmm. of that 
um, gigantic cell. So it'd be yeah. like instead it's like round and nice like this, it becomes like this, like the cell you can uh, see in the hole. and it's so swollen. Yeah. And that makes then indirectly would we would always say narrowing of the blood vessels. Mm-hmm. So in but really it's just the accumulation of those cells and the cholesterol under the wall that mm-hmm. makes it makes the scar fatter and fatter like when you cut yourself the scar would be very protruding and huge like yes yeah so scars in the blood vessels we would call it um, atherosclerosis as well but clinically we normally mm-hmm. mean also there are accumulation of these um, immune system cells yeah. along with the cholesterol Mm-hmm. You know, when we speak about cholesterol, is that basically fat? Yes, there are all kinds of fats, and cholesterol, um, um, okay, they are categorized in many, um, many weight density category. So the mm-hmm. lighter, so um, high density, we have HDL and LDL and VLDL, it means like very low density lipids or high density mm-hmm. lipids and um, mm-hmm. low density lipids. So basically, the heavier or the denser a kind yeah. of um, lipid is, molecule is, the better yeah. it is. So the lighter it is, the worse it is. Because when you imagine it, you can see the very light oils, they will tend to float on top, on top. Yeah. So can you imagine like when the blood flow comes, they will be on top, on the mm-hmm. very top of the blood vessels. So that means they will be very close to the blood vessel walls. Yeah. So whenever the blood vessel walls are um, like cut, like being rushed and being like... Um, broken by the high blood pressure, the um, the lighter ones, the lighter lipids would tend to be easily, you know, pushed to to that direction where the wound is. But the heavier ones, they have like less tendency to be easily pushed to the surface. So, I mean, that's a way to imagine it. Um, So that, that is why we call... HDL are the good fats, the good lipids, mm-hmm. and the LDL mm-hmm. are the bad lipids, the bad fats. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So. So atherosclerosis can also come yeah, together. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Just one sec. Hello. Hello. Are you? Hello. It's okay. Okay, let's talk about atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis is one thing interesting that I have found in a migraine patient. So a yeah. patient with migraine normally would have a reduced blood flow or reduced oxygen in a certain region of the brain. That's why they have a yeah. migraine issue. 
So it's a little also different from headache. When it comes to headache, it's not necessarily like a blood supply issue. But migraine is like most often um, that case where the blood is, supply... Is a, is a migraine... What's the difference between a headache is a one-off, a migraine is something that's always happening? A migraine is more of like... Um, um, it's more of like comparing an inflammation and a degeneration. A headache is, is, is like the inflammation state. And a migraine is like a deeper state of that issue, so it's already uh, like a degeneration okay. state. Yeah, I, okay. I can I put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, how would we uh, tell if it's a headache or a migraine? So the patient tells me, oh, sometimes my head hurts. How would I differentiate one from the other? Normally, migraine comes with like um, sometimes it can come with vision issues, and it's normally one sided. Mm-hmm. It's normally one sided and it's very tense. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like a tension headache, it's very tight. Uh. Yeah, and it can be um, accompanied with vision issues. Like, I've got patients with oh. migraine issues. with um, they mm-hmm. cannot see light because it's more of like an irritation of the nervous system as well. Like they yeah. have heavy burden in the nervous system as well. They cannot. They are very sensitive to light when they have the migraine episode, and they might go temporarily blind. Like they cannot oh, wow. see anything. That's serious. That's very serious. Uh-huh. And in um, how long would one last, and the other one? Um, like each episode? Uh, yeah, and the regularity of, of it. So I can distinguish one from the other. I mean, um, yeah, how long that would it last, each one? Or it doesn't really matter, but... Yeah, it doesn't really matter that much, of course, but migraine is a very... Um, it's more difficult to treat. And... Um, one thing different about um, people having migraine and headache, headache people still bear with it, and they go around and do their routine activities. And mm-hmm. migraine people has they have a pattern of they have to have a sleep, they have to sleep, for the migraine to go uh, away. Okay. Yeah. And headache people they tend to be able to still go around with it. And then you know let it come and pass and and migraine people when they have yeah. the attack they'll be very demanding mm-hmm. like I need to you know get my sleep or get my rest right now yeah normally yeah, that makes sense you know um, for example I know that uh, the th- the this thirteen this pr- uh, spectrum of programs the thirty nine point fifteen sclerosis um, this is a general question right mm-hmm. if I was to use the ray tensor to see if the person has an imbalance and it said yes and then I'd see on the plus and minus that it's very strong is the ray tensor uh, surely the ray tensor is giving me the, um, the feedback from all the spectrum of the frequencies, isn't it? It's not only one. Yeah, 
so it's very sure because um all of the people in in a clinical mm-hmm. study we start to have at some degree of atherosclerosis starting from nine years old so every one of us in this normal normal world yeah. like with the normal diet that we take sometimes um, with those normal fast foods and stuff we do have a risk of yeah. having um, atherosclerosis since the age of starting from the age of nine years old so we yeah. do all so uh, so almost everyone if you check this they might mm-hmm. have positive results on this and well you can yeah. just tell your patients um, why not prevent like prevention is better than cure like if we find this which means uh-huh. but when it's related to migraine you can do something really cool with the with the ending of your cable mm-hmm. if your cable I'm not too sure if your cable is the old cable or the new cable the old cable they don't have this special plastic shield and then you can mm-hmm. point at that area of the head and check which uh, yeah, part of yeah, yeah. which part of it has the atherosclerosis yeah. and my, mm-hmm. my one of my patients they, she was so amazed because when I checked atherosclerosis on the for example the left side it spins like there's no problem but on the right side it started like having linear motion so I asked her, oh. does your migraine always come from the right side of your brain first? I mean, of your uh, head first. Oh, wow. you say, yes, yeah. yes. That's one thing is oh, very convincing. Yes. Yeah. And even knee pain, like they want to know, suddenly they will ask you, um, how do you know if it's on the right or the left side of my knee? Like I have knee pain. So I'll be like, I'll be like okay, I'll just use the cable and point to the knees and I will know like which is the painful one. Yeah. How? What's the name of that? That's the cable. What's the name of that? I know what you mean, but what's the name of it? Of of what? Of that thing you point. Um, I would show you. It's just a normal looking detector. It's a pointing detector, yes. No, you don't have to necessarily get that because you have to order yeah. and wait. And it's extra um, fees, extra yeah. money. So let me just yeah. like hang on. <clears throat> so if you have this cable like this. I think now you have the cable yeah. like this one. Do you have this or this? Oh, yes, yeah. Which one do you have? The black one. The black one, right? The black one. Yeah, the black one is uh, more difficult to to do because we actually need to use this. So if I have this one, actually you can order on the internet the such cable. Yeah. And then you just yeah. take the other end instead of putting it into the detector. You straight, you put it straight on the skin. Like you will just simply point this yeah. thing on the, on the right side or the left side, and you would know if it's the right or the left. Ah, uh, okay. Um, is there not another one that you point? That is yes, like, spherical, spherical uh, de- detector. It's called. 
okay. Yeah, that is looks more professional. No, I'm just is simply... Is the same as that then? No, I just simply took the original Rhinex cables. Yeah. And just used it as a spherical detector. So you you don't actually need the spherical detector. <laughs> oh, you don't need to buy it then. It will tell you. Yeah. It, you don't need the spherical detector to do that. <laughs> I mean, it, after all, it's, <laughs> after all, it's just a conductor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good to know. All right, very good. So we yeah. can move on. So uh, yeah, so migraine, headaches, inflammation. Yeah, that all makes sense. So um, the next one we would go to. So you know what atherosclerosis are? It normally happens also like with high cholesterol pe people with um, high blood pressure issues. Yeah. They normally would have this mm -hmm. problem um, heavily, like heavy problems in atherosclerosis. So yeah. um, the next one is venous impairment of the blood supply varicosis well um this program will normally be seen burden in um people with varicose veins like you know what are varicose veins they are like greenish um greenish clumps on like ladies especially ladies legs and calves uh no i've never seen that mm, it's like like a i think you can search online varicosis um, 39.2 in bracket there is this um, yeah. word varicosis in the yeah. RH yeah. with um, varicosis you know what varicosis are and um, of course these people um, since we've already learned the lymphatic system you can combine these venous programs with the lymphatic system because when the yeah. vein starts to fail then the lymphatic system will start to fail as well it's like a traffic jam yeah so people with varicosis so um, people with varicosis and like um, lymphatic issue especially in ladies um, their legs are normally like swollen um, mm -hmm. yeah and um, some women would also say like I feel fat and my legs feel very mm -hmm. tight sometimes it's really not always that they're really that fat it can be a lymphatic mm -hmm. issue and uh, mm -hmm. not only you can give all this uh, venous and um, lymphatic programs, of course you need to protect the liver and heart as well. Let's put that aside first. Mm -hmm. But you, you can recommend such socks, compression socks that they can use to mm -hmm. if their mm -hmm. occupation makes them um, stand a lot or walk too much. Yeah? Mm -hmm. you can recommend this compression socks to them and it's used in the hospital mm -hmm. as well for uh, okay. yeah patients um, is uh, is this um, has this not uh, have to do also with their nutrition so what they've been eating and all that um, that is important um, but um, this is very much um, already at the degeneration state uh, yeah we definitely need those and um, what is inside what's on the inside is very important but we need to do something mm -hmm. extra in the case of degeneration mm -hmm. we try to also add in like mechanical support uh, or 
because yes yeah because the body can't manage alone yeah exactly uh, so so when a patient comes it's always important to understand if it's an inflammation or a degeneration phase because obviously different treatment will apply correct exactly most of the time you can also check um, with a tensor but normally these things would be accompanied by like we can't see the vessels but we can guess by the symptoms and also by the um, period of the time they have they're having a mm -hmm. problem so if they've been like mm -hmm. complaining this for a very long time and they te they tell you um this has been like since a very long time like i just i just think i need to see someone at this point so most likely at that point mm -hmm. it would be a degeneration already yeah that makes sense. And um, the inflammation state, normally this patient would tell you like not long ago. That's one more thing. And it's normally red and hot and this kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. it's normally okay, the mix on. of both. So we were at the venous impairment, very cosis, isn't it? And then we talked about like how we can support the... Um, Swelling of the legs with the compression socks and all. Um, um. And then we went into the blood supply, the blood vessels. So I think we are ready to go yeah. on to the next point. But I remember I had a very important point I needed to tell you, but luckily it's in the recording. So. Um, let's go on to 39.3 inflammation of the blood vessels so I mean you know yeah. what inflammation of the blood vessels mean like it can mean like anywhere in the body like this program checks anywhere in the body but if you really want to know you yeah. can do that thing I did with my cable as well yeah yeah, yeah. and um, this orders yeah I, I basically you know what the general um, concept of inflammation and degeneration you already have that idea so we are done with that one and um, we can go to the 39.50 which is the disorders of blood pressure regulation so disorders yeah. of the blood pressure regulation we have like some structures we have many factors that control the blood pressure. So it can be the nervous system. The nervous system directly yeah. controls the blood pressure. We have, for example, the kidneys. Like the kidney mm -hmm. hormones. The kidney hormones. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the kidney arteries. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the heart. Mm -hmm. And then did I mention blood vessels? Like blood vessels themselves. They can they mm -hmm. regulate blood pressure, and of course those mm -hmm. um, what I told you the carotid glands, the the carotid mm -hmm. pressure receptors, and where else oh, do yeah. we have that? We have those pressure receptors. They are called baroreceptors, and they are also located mm -hmm. in in the the large artery of the heart, the aorta, the aorta. Mm -hmm. So, those are the regions where blood pressure is um, 
regulated overall and mm-hmm. yeah and of course the amount of the volume of the blood mm-hmm. in the in the body also um, can change can also change the blood pressure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so and of course um, yeah position body position can also change the blood pressure and stuff but it's it's not regulating the blood pressure but one thing um, we have three programs here we have disorders of blood pressure regulation then we have high blood pressure and then we have low blood pressure so disorders of the blood pressure regulation normally um, that patient won't have um, people like won't be taking the pills and already diagnosed with high blood pressure like normally in the early stage in the early stage this is the early stage of the high blood pressure or the low blood pressure so this order would be just either high or low it cannot like regulate okay but so what oh yeah can't regulate yeah can't regulate properly so maybe sometimes this patient has fainting episodes or yeah maybe the heart has some issues you know as i said one of the factors that controls the blood and pl- uh-huh. pressure is also the heart when this the yeah. heart some people can faint suddenly because of a sudden low yeah. blood pressure because of the heart's suddenly like stopping and then it it beats again in in young people it can happen so the the patient will feel a little bit dizzy because that suddenly slows down or stops for maybe one bit or two beats and then uh, comes back again so those are like yeah um the current electrical current in the heart is like not really um, balanced so the next thing is um when the pressure suddenly goes very high so in that case i don't think it happened that it happens that um frequent in that case suddenly very high well yeah when the when a patient is suddenly very angry it can cause that stressed up it can cause that disorder Um, But this can normally also be found together with high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So the stress and uh, how the person feels can also regulate, no, I mean can also alterate the blood. Hello? Yes, the mood. Yes. Yep. Can also... Okay, yeah. yeah. And let's go to... Um, yeah, and of course, um, as, as I said, the amount of blood cells in the body, which mm-hmm. is the volume, the volume of the blood. So, um, the next thing is high blood pressure. When you find high blood pressure in a certain person, you would almost definitely find disorders of blood pressure regulation. Almost always. Because it's, because high blood pressure is worse than that. So it has to cover that as well. So um, renal hypertension is one interesting topic to talk about. Renal hypertension um, can... 
and it means the hypertension, which is the high blood pressure caused by the problem of the kidneys. Renal means kidneys, mm-hmm. yeah. and it can be ah, okay. several cases, but the most common ones uh, mm-hmm. is the narrowing of the kidney artery. Mm-hmm. And this program, you can find it in um, the kidney programs in the pathology. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you what program. Mm-hmm. You can directly already check this 45.20. So renal hypertension, you can check it with renal artery stenosis. Yeah. The narrowing of the renal arteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all it can also mean that there is s- some problem with the kidneys that causes the blood vessels mm-hmm. in the kidneys to be narrower than usual. For example, there are things okay. like um, immune system issues that can attack the kidneys, and you know mm-hmm. cause some inflammatory process and constrict the constrict the blood vessels and causing the renal hypertension mm-hmm. and hardening of the kidneys can cause renal hypertension as well because um, blood has to go through that system anyways because the kidney cleans the blood so when the pressure is high in the kidneys it can cause a um, problem in the, the the blood pressure issue in the whole body yeah. mm-hmm. so um, is it possible that for example, the whole body is well regulated, but only one organ has a lot of high pressure uh, syndrome, say. So, for example, could you have the whole body okay and then only the kidneys have a high pressure in it? No. It will affect ah, no. the others. Yeah. And then you can see hormonal ah, so changes as well. Let me tell you. Um, one group of programs that are related to this 39.65 so we have mentioned 39.65 also directly related to um, 45.20 and also directly related to some of the programs you need to definitely include to check is the 64.6 group of programs What page is that, sorry? In the RAH, in my RAH is 78. Minus uh, 6. I think it's 72 maybe on your, on your RAH. Is that the page, the 72, or is that the program? The page. Ah, page 72. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, the program is 64.6. Ah, 64. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so these are interrelated. Mm-hmm. And some kidney injuries, like some um, infection in the blood, um, can mm-hmm. also cause like acute kidney injuries. So acute kidney injuries, whether it's decreased blood flow or infection, doesn't matter. As long as the kidney is somehow injured in a certain situation, it can also cause this renal hypertension. 
okay. Yeah. yeah. And especially when there's decreased blood flow to the kidneys, as I said, I said the renal arteries, if they are narrowed, there will be the decreased blood flow in the kidneys. So the kidneys will see, hey, we don't have enough blood, like not enough blood is flowing to me because the the pipe outside is too small. So blood will be decreased. Yeah. The amount, the volume of the blood will be increased, decreased to the, so there'll be the, the, the people there in the kidneys, they will um, start thinking, hey, this is, we, 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 we need more, we need to filter the blood. So what happens? The kidney secretes, produce the special hormone that will even increase the blood pressure to send more. It's just like when you water the plants, when the water is yeah. very small, you tend to squeeze the pipe yeah. to let it spray further. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing, when blood flow is decreased, the amount of water that's there would be small. So what you do with your thumb is what the hormones will do to the kidney vessels. The, your thumb will press it yeah. hot to make it smaller. Yeah. And the blood flow will go further, so it will reach the kidneys. So, uh, that they so can who does feed. that? That the, the hormones do that. Yes, and these hormones are secreted by the kidneys. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I am not receiving enough. I will send people out from my organ to tell that I yeah. do not have enough blood. And what happens? Uh, the blood vessels, uh, they yes, constrict yes. even more, like pressing mm -hmm. the pipe with a thumb. So when they do that, the, the blood will shoot even further and it will reach the kidney properly. Yes, that makes sense, yeah. And although the body is trying to help the kidneys, but sometimes yeah, yeah, this not, might not be good. Yeah? Yeah. Is a sign is of something. So like that, uh, yeah. So is it that you know these hormones that help the kidneys? Uh, does each organ have these hormones? In if they need some support, they'll just do that work. Um, locally, yes, but in a big picture, the kidney they do that the most because they are the main filters of the blood. Ah, uh, because they filter the blood, yes. Yes. So, um, one more thing that I need to tell that, so that we as, um, um, say, practitioners, we should always view these diseases as actually something good. Your body is trying to react to the thing. Your kidney is trying to help yes, itself. Yes. That is why you have yeah. this high blood pressure. But really, the problem is not the blood pressure increment. The, pre the problem is what made the pressure increase. Like why did, why is the kidney, why are the kidneys calling for help? And why are they receiving yeah. less blood? That, that's what we need to look into. We're not looking at why is the blood pressure increased, but we're looking into um, like why are the kidneys, like for example in this case, calling for help? Is there some yeah. infection? Is there some blockage? Is there some kidney stones? Yeah. Is there some problem? Uh. Yeah. 
or is there some um, maybe cancer diseases that you know cause that thing anything that can make you yeah yeah and then that makes sense that makes sense yeah, yeah. And, and low blood pressure I would also add this point in the recording so just as to remind myself so in a diabetes point I need to add in the real issue in diabetes it's not the high blood sugar the real problem is diabetes is something else so I'm gonna record this to remind myself to tell you when we arrive on diabetes yeah that's fine okay so um renal hypertension we're done and um yes and low blood pressure oh one more and thing that so i need to could yeah. you yeah could you put like the microphone near you near you would that be possible yeah please? so this way was it too soft in the recording Oh, you uh, mean you, you mean know, now I don't to you? The yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean on the other one. <laughs> okay, how about so? Is it near? Ah, uh, yeah. That's much better. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this is better. Um, is this better? Yeah, that's bad. Okay, yeah, so we are at the... Um, where were we? Yeah, I wanted to add I'm one more point. Yeah, you wanted to add something. Yeah. To the renal hypertension. In cases where um, when your cells, with your red blood cells, I'm not talking about the flow of the blood to the kidneys, but let's say the flow of the blood mm -hmm. is enough, but then this patient just has reduced cells. Reduce red blood cells to the kidneys, so that will also cause like a hypertension. It will also feel like, hey, yes. since it has so little cells and I don't feel the density, like it's very watery, it's a lot of water but not many cells, I feel like the body is mm -hmm. um, lacking of um, oxygen sending cells to the other body parts. So the kidney will also do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It tries to increase the blood pressure. So the problem is anemia, yeah. which means I want to say that anemia will also cause this problem. So when you see a renal hypertension, maybe the real problem is the anemia, not the renal hypertension. Uh, yeah, the re renal hypertension okay. is just like a re like a reaction to this. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, low blood pressure. So, low blood pressure can also be caused by um, really just the increased um, hydration in the body, the, which means the, incre the decreased amount of blood plasma in the body, which means lack of water in the body and lack of blood cells in the yeah. body can cause low blood pressure. And actually every factor that can regulate the blood pressure can be the cause of low blood pressure as i said the heart the blood vessels the kidney hormones yeah. you know all the factors that you can yeah. think of later to better learn you can also draw yeah. a mind map yourself 
and see how many points can you think out that can that might cause low blood pressure. That's one of the uh, yeah, things yeah. that help you learn. Because as I always say, we don't have the full understanding of the human body yet, but we can always you know have our own theories. You can extra add extra points of what you would think can cause the low blood pressure. Yeah. Okay. So um, actually we're done with we're done because it it does help me let me see if i have any question yeah if you do have any questions so what's what's the correct pressure we should have then do you know normally when we check on um, with the arms of course you need uh, the right mm -hmm. measuring technique uh if you do yeah. have that service in your clinic the the the, the belt size must be around two-thirds it cannot be more than or less than two-thirds of this arm the cuff size yeah. so you cut this in three halves it cannot be more than two parts and it cannot be less than two parts or else either the pressure would be falsely high or falsely low so that's mm -hmm. one point you need to take into consideration and the uh, second point is the position of the patient. Okay, they have to be sitting normally with the legs 90 degrees down mm -hmm. the, f the floor, like the normal chair bending. And the level mm -hmm. of the cuff must be at the, almost the same level as the heart. And mm -hmm. the patient has to be at rest for at least like 5 to 10 minutes before you need to take that. Mm -hmm. And a normal one at that, pos at that ideal setting would be 120 80 and one yeah so 120 for systolic the upper number and 80 for the diastolic so 120 for what sorry you just broke there so 120 for systolic pressure yeah and 80 is the standard for diastolic pressure Okay, so a normal person will have 120, 80, correct? Yeah, yeah. And so we need to take into consideration of those factors, whether they have any, for example, lack of blood diseases or not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then they, they have a different measuring. Like my size, I have like I'm a 158 centimeters and very small. Yeah. And they can be um, like 100, 180, 70. It's not a lot. Ah, it's, okay, so it's fine. So, yeah, yeah normally small, small size. It would be, yeah. yeah, 100 something, maybe sometimes 90 something. And you think, oh, it's too low, but it's actually fine. And in older people, um, you would allow more. Sometimes in, in older yeah. people, they have narrowed blood vessels and this might happen yeah. when they have higher like 130, 140, 130 something is, yeah. is still fine for them, 130 something. And when they're so yeah. tall, they need a higher blood pressure yeah. to maintain. Oh no, I stopped Very the recording. Um, so wait, we, uh. talked, <laughs> um, we talked about... Yeah, the, the, the standard, so the, the blood pressure, yeah, the blood pressure. Yeah that's it so when 
how to find out if the person has blood pressure or not. Yeah, exactly. So standard would be 120 systolic, 80 diastolic, but it can range from small size people. Sometimes it can go from 90 something, 100 something, as long as the yeah. person does not have any like dizziness, dizziness symptoms or maybe like short of breath kind of symptoms, they're most likely doing fine. And um, if like in, a, in an older person or in a person with a larger size or taller person, they might have a, 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 an increased standard of normal blood pressure, like 135, 130 something, it's still allowed, but 140 you can say it's high blood pressure in um, older people, but then don't have to be much in panicky about it, but in, even if it happens in younger people, then that's high blood pressure yeah. in 140 and something. And yeah. um, low blood pressure after an operation not long ago it might signify that they might have some internal bleeding. If mm -hmm. mm, I have a patient not long ago, he came out from a gallbladder um, surgery uh -huh. and he was feeling dizzy for the I don't know after operation for a few days and he really has gone to the hospital and he claimed that the doctor said he was okay oh. but then I said um, what, um, how did the doctor say that he is okay did he see his blood report why is the blood mm -hmm. pressure at home so low so apparently when he went back a few days indeed they made an error they did not check the blood cells the blood was really wow. low and he was bleeding inside and yeah he had some lung infections yeah by the way um after a hospital stay after an operation with a hospital stay um, if they have like low blood pressure it can also indicate mm -hmm. that this patient might have an infection as well. So in that patient case, in the patient's case, he has bleeding inside, mild bleeding, and also um, um, infection. Yeah. So the mild bleeding actually was not enough to really lower his blood pressure, but then um, mm -hmm. because he also had an infection, he couldn't recover from mm -hmm. that um, bleed, mild bleeding. But they could have yeah. given him like iron pills to manage the bleeding and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but they did not. So this is one thing to take into consideration. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So can we stay here today, uh, Shrin? Yeah, I think that's enough. It's 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have to go because I have my patient out there. Ah, it's waiting for you. Okay, sure. Yeah, but it's um, but thank you because uh, it gave me a good idea. I had no idea of the hypertension and the high blood pressure how it works, mm -hmm. um, and uh, the degeneration of the blood vessels. You know, the 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 legs swallowing or any other part of the body. So what I'll do now is I'll check. The, the heart physiology, yeah, sure. which I know more or less because that was related to the circulatory system, mm -hmm. and then we'll do the pathology. And uh, I'll do the heart and the resp respiratory system, I'll do both. 
Sure, no problem. And one last point I need to add before we end. Um, atherosclerosis, narrowing of the blood vessels, can cause high blood pressure. And the other way around, high blood pressure can cause atherosclerosis. Along, um, accompanied by um, cholesterol problems. Yep. When it's accompanied by cholesterol problems. So, I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, next time I can share okay. with you some other knowledge, clinical knowledge, just in case the patient brings some drugs or medications and you would need how to know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so very good. Then. Thank you very much, Srin. No problem. Yeah, have a nice day working I'll, with your I'll patient. I'll let you know. Yeah, you too. I'll let you know if I can study tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Just to add some points because I'm I don't feel exactly that comfortable without um, explaining what the physiological programs all really are. Um, I need to tell you that we can work with the vascular permeability when it comes to swelling as well, um, especially in the lower calves, people with um, varicose diseases, I mean the varicose veins, um, in Portuguese you're saying it's called varices, okay, and um, yeah, permeability means um, the ability of the vessel wall to um, be, um, to let water pass through or to let molecules pass through. That is the permeability. The higher the permeability, the more um, molecules can pass through. And the lower the permeability, the l- um, lower, um, the less molecules can pass through. And the vascular endothelium, really it means, endo means inside, and thelium means um, the tissue, the layer of um, tissue in the blood vessels, which is the innermost as I spoke about the um, 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 the breakage of the vessel wall, I meant the endothelium, which is the innermost wall of the blood vessel, because the blood vessels has like two to three layers, it depends on what vessels they are, and the, the innermost layer is always the endothelium, thirty-eight point four three vascular endothelium. So I think those are the things I need to add and also the capillaries. The capillaries are really the connection between the arteries and the um, um, veins, um, but they are the smallest units of those um, arteries and veins. So the smallest unit of the arteries, they're called arterioles and the smallest vein unit is the venules so venules and arterioles would connect together and they the the network would be called capillaries and capillaries are mostly located in your fingertips your kidneys are the most dense with capillaries and your eyes Uh, it's somehow related to what i need to talk about in diabetes and of course, it's also um, in the lungs and in other organs as well. In most of the end organs, capillaries are located. So, um, yeah, that's all I need to add, I think.